Brilliant. Okay. That's great. After all our trials and tribu- mm, tribulations yeah. with uh, uh, microphones. It's all this microphone thing. It's actually, because I started listening to a new <laughs> podcast recently and I've noticed they have a lot of problems with microphones as well. Right. Like there's so many episodes where it's just, there's a, it's a man and a woman. And there was one episode there recently where you just couldn't hear yeah. the woman the whole time. Not that she was even <laughs> off mic. You just couldn't hear her the whole time. Um, well, I think, uh, I know when I listen to podcasts, I'm mostly listening in the car. Yeah. There's a ton of background noise. Mm. And or if I'm out walking or wherever and I don't I have a pair of those actually it turns out I didn't realise when I got them, but they're slightly noise cancelling headphones. Mm-hmm. I really don't like that at all. Mm. So um noise cancelling is background stuff. It know? cancels all the noise around you. Yeah, it kind of mm. it's weird. It kind, I think what it does is it it can it records it can take what's coming in mm-hmm. and effectively cancel it out by Hang it on top of itself or something. It's oh, okay. It's a weird kind of right. phasing kind of cancel. I'm probably getting it all wrong. Mm-hmm. And I nearly said trivializations earlier on. So, you know, I'm on a roll for making mistakes <laughs> today. But, yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, I don't like them. So I think mm. when we talk about that kind of you know, really clean, which I do really like in a podcast, but most times I don't get to enjoy it. Right. Okay. So that's our advice. Go for a nice walk. Just go for a nice walk. Listen to yeah. this in the car. Do you know what? Some construction yeah. Or something like yeah. That. That'll make it easier. I'll put it like this just yeah. so it's kind of halfway in between the two of us and they're not just hearing that. my yeah. voice. Um, so how are you? Good. Good. Oh, summer um, almost coming to yeah, an end. Yeah. And most, most people won't appreciate yeah. that. means. So <laughs> we won't be getting any sympathy. Yeah, no. so I met another teacher today at the shop and they were saying, are you looking forward to going back to work? I said, no. Why would I be? Especially this summer this summer's been lovely yeah no why but would it I seems to have gone by that? incredibly quickly it's fa- very I, fast I don't really i mean i blinked and a month was gone yeah july just again this is all you know people are gonna hate us <laughs> for this so we should maybe we should on. move on from yeah, this yeah moaning about the fact that we've got how many three weeks left yeah it's three it's three pretty much three weeks in it's like and oh most god people don't have that nothing. Year. yeah <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm always, I am always telling people though to come to teachers. If not, if purely just for the holidays would be, no, you mightn't do it just. Or you know, anyone who complains about it, you just kind of go, why don't you do it then? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it's so easy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But um, Mm. yeah. So otherwise, yeah, all good. And just uh, pretty busy summer. It's been nice. I went to Scotland for a couple of days. Oh, lovely. Good. I didn't really see much of it beyond driving in the bus from Edinburgh to Dundee. But Great. Oh, lovely. Uh, Did I was you hear a lot of... over there, so I didn't see much Great. Of it. Did you but... hear a lot of nice Scottish accents? Um, nice ones? No, I'm <laughs> uh, I said it because my friend might be listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, lovely. It was, it's it's a, a gorgeous place. Yeah, it's, it's just, so nice. The part of Dundee we're in, it kind of gone, if I was, if I lived in Scotland, I couldn't afford to, to live here. Right. Like my friend works in the uh, in St Andrews University. The St Andrews. Yes. Wow. And she's getting an MBE. Oh my. Of all Lord. things, you know? and if you knew her, you'd just be going, "You are getting an MBE." They just given though. I could probably get one if I, you know. That's amazing. An MBE for her work is work, it? Yeah. In, wow. In university. Yeah. That's. Uh, and did she was she there when Prince William was there? Yeah, but she she said she never saw him. Okay. Lots of people she she knew saw him like in Tesco and stuff, and there's about. 20 bodyguards with baskets pretending they're shopping okay right yeah yeah but it was as soon as we pulled into the village you could just go the money is there are no Mm. poor students here you know Mm -hmm. and it's uh it's like 
picture postcard place. You know, you could, it, some of the parts of the universe you could go, I'm sure this was used in Harry Potter or something mm. like that. It's just that look to it. You know? Yeah. And Wizardly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I believe <laughs> it's, it's exactly a technical the, term. Uh, exactly the and do you know how much it costs to go there every year? Oh, I have no idea. But I would say, well, it was voted the top university in England wow. last year. Yeah. So... Right. Prince William went there. I'm sure he wasn't doing a B tech or anything. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> and she's working there. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Fair play, her. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, yeah, great. so it was really good. What about yeah. you? You were away. Yeah, I was Much in more New Orleans. Than I had. Yeah, New Orleans, New Orleans. And, um, and Nashville, which I loved. It was great. But I just mm. don't go to New Orleans in July. It's hotter than the sun. Well, it's, uh, no, it's more <laughs> humid than the sun. Well, the sun is more humid. I'm going to stop with this analogy now. But, um, no, it was so humid. It was. Yeah. I think it was almost 100% humidity. Wow. As bad as Thailand, and I didn't think it was going to get any yeah. more humid than that. Just that type of thing where it doesn't matter how many showers you have, as soon yeah. as you step outside the door, it's like, right, there I, there I go. I, I, did, I was in New York for somewhere like that, and I remember uh, we got there that night to Queens. It was about 11 o'clock, and it was still very hot. And uh, myself and my friend Derek were staying with my sister who lived there at the time. The next morning we got up, we're going to go to the Natural History Museum. Mm -hmm. Nine o'clock, we stepped outside and it was like unbelievably hot at nine Nine in the morning. And you're just going, usually peaks around lunchtime, doesn't it? This isn't the peak. Mm. And it was like Derek and I were literally like a couple of minutes outside house and looked like someone had thrown a bucket of water (laughs) over us. Our clothes were (laughs) soaking. Yeah. And just didn't dry no no it's the humidity yeah because the air feels so dry yeah it doesn't feel like there's a lot of moisture constantly replenishing itself yeah but is it that you don't stop sweating is it not it just doesn't dry i think it's probably a combination of both but it's is it not because of the humidity is it is there not a lot of water in the air? Is that not the whole thing? I, I didn't feel like that to me. It didn't like. I mean, it's in New Orleans. It felt like there was water in the air. Like right. it just felt in really New York, it just the felt incredibly time. dry, and you felt like you should be drying instantly. But right. We, weren't. we were just. What is happening? Yeah. It's cause... like we we have a, a thin film of water trapped on our body yeah so can't escape yeah you know we've been sealed yeah. in that's what it's like in thailand as well well but it's, it just feels so cl- like you know that term close like it does yes. really make Muddy. sense because it's kind of like it does feel very close to you or something oh, but there's no, and there's no breeze so yeah. there's no way it could dry whereas then by the time we got to nashville even though it was very hot there as well there was a bit of a breeze and right. it was drier yeah, yeah. so that just seemed amazing compared I, to new orleans i remember lurching from air conditioned building to mm. air conditioned building and just like from one block to another go, I'm not gonna make it. Yeah. I'm just gonna collapse yeah. and I'll be found in a puddle. But then I the air conditioning yeah. <laughs> But then the air conditioning then is just it's too extreme. Like they don't even have a nice in the middle. It's like yeah. either you're out in the blistering heat. Over here, yeah. This air conditioning is too cold. But then this you're going into the freezing cold weather as well. One, one leg in the street, one leg in the shop. Yeah. 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 Cause sometimes sometimes we'd go to museums and then you're thinking, right, well I, it's too hot to wear, you know, a car again but i know mm. if i go into the museum i'm gonna be freezing so but i guess it the, must be the age old dilemma <laughs> and i guess what you know men can make bolder fashion choices these days mm. but when you're in that heat as a man you just go oh man i'd love to be wearing a skirt right yeah now. <laughs> walk yep. down the street a big skirt <laughs> <laughs> i do feel very bad oh, for men man. because all your clothes are just so much heavier <sighs> than ours but anyway so love, people probably don't want to be hearing they about, hear about our, our sweat problems <laughs> on our excess of holidays <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not what it's they tough. do for it's tough right. so we're talking about two things today yeah 
Uh, we're talking about The Most Hated Man on the Internet, which is a documentary series on Netflix, and we're talking about The, the rehearsal, rehearsal, which is a HBO series. Which do you want to start with? The Most Hated Man on the Internet? Okay. Okay. So, here is one of us doing a fantastic intro. The Most Hated Man on the Internet takes us back to the wild west of the early internet, 2010. When then 24-year-old Hunter Moore set up his website, Is Anyone Up? This website allowed anyone to upload photos of anything, but soon became used almost exclusively to host stolen photographs of naked women. This three-part Netflix documentary tells the story of Charlotte Laws and the lengths she went to in her efforts to have her daughter's naked photos removed from the site. Arriving in the same month as Netflix Trainwreck series, which documents the Woodstock 99 festival disaster, it can be seen as a companion piece in a study on toxic masculinity and how its effects continue to be felt to this day. And wasn't that great? Brilliant. Um, so this in. is a new thing on on Netflix. It started mm-hmm. like two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, something like and, that. Uh, did I suggest it to you? Yeah. Okay. You suggested yeah. it to me. Yeah. So I, I, I started watching it and, and it's basically the story of um, a website called Is Anyone Up? Is Anyone Up? You're right. Mm-hmm. And Dot com. Which seemed to be a precursor to stuff like 4chan and all of that stuff. And Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. So it's basically a site where people can host. They can they could upload videos. I think it started off as, as kind of a, a site for bands and things right, like that. Okay. But then people started uploading random naked photos of yeah. people well what happened then i think kind of revenge porn kind yeah of stuff. so it was actually yeah. hunter moore who was the creator of it who started the whole thing in that obviously he created the website but it was supposed to be just for bands but then he uploaded a topless or naked photo of a woman who had just broken up with him right. and that's how the photo thing started and did he steal that photo yeah you well know, it was like she, no, she, she i'd say she probably sent right. it to him yeah which yeah. you know well, not that that makes a difference yeah but and I then because i know there was some element of hacking as it went on where oh yeah just, there was loads of hacking yeah most of it was hacking yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so he uploaded this photo of uh, an ex mm. and just for revenge just because he was right. heartbroken he said. and she found out about it via her just her phone kind of well, didn't she got messages to tell? Well, they didn't it? really talk up too much about that ex girlfriend. That's that's just how it started. Right, okay. That people started uploading. What, uh, what photos year was to it, it again? Now do we, uh, it was in the two thousands. Well, like yeah, as it in was, the yeah. it was a early two thousand. Yeah, like two thousand four or something like yes, that. I think so. Yeah. That horrible time where just it seemed like anything went. People were horrible to female celebrities in general. Like just well, yeah, I mean, it's, the tabloids I, I, were horrible. It just seemed like a time where basically anything went, especially on the internet. There was yeah, no yeah, rules, absolutely. there was no laws. Well, you could say yeah, whatever it was a big kind of the wild west of yeah, the internet. I guess no it definitely way. was. So it kind of it tells the story of is anyone up? But I suppose the story really starts then when a photo is uploaded of this girl who I've forgotten her name now, but her mother's name was Charlotte Laws. Right. And her daughter was a victim of the website. So when her, this woman, Charlotte Laws, when she found out that her daughter's photo yeah. had been uploaded to it, then she went on a quest to shut the whole thing down. Right. So that's what the whole yeah. documentary series is about. So she was um, this really formidable figure, wasn't she? Mm. But she had, she had a past where she was like a... A, a party get, crasher. Yeah, and she was trying <laughs> yeah. to get access to celebrities. <laughs> to celebrities, yeah. it was just yeah. like for photo opportunities. Yeah. It wasn't anything more than that, no, I don't no. think. Yeah. But she was... But she um, would have been on talk shows and that, talking about how she did it. Yeah, and yeah. how she was able so to she gained, network she gained and some all that. notoriety from, from her. And she was quite... You know, skillful is the word, but she was quite good at getting access. And yeah. she was persistent. Mm-hmm. And she was, yeah. You know... So... I guess all of that doggedness and persistence and stuff 
was something she was able to turn on this into guy this thing, yeah to like he really yeah because he because they find out later on that this this girl i'll find out her name now um her photo it wasn't that she'd even sent it to anyone she'd just taken them for herself mm. so and she knew that so she was saying they must have yeah, stolen yeah, it yeah. from me somehow so it wasn't even like she yeah. sent it to someone else and they had uploaded it and he didn't know her no i'm having some oh. trouble with the connection <laughs> <laughs> there's siri kicking in yeah, yeah. So, hang on. It's going to turn Such a funny voice. Down. Yeah. So Siri probably made a guest appearance there in the podcast. But she, um, yeah, so this was obviously stolen imagery. Mm. And he was contacted and asked to take it down. And he just kind of went, no. Yeah. And it was just. Pretty much. But he, I think for me, what this came down to was. It's like, I think there's a, without sounding too. You say stuff like this, you, you, certain types of guys will go, oh, you're, you're a beta male, you're this, mm-hmm. you know. but there's a huge crisis in, in modern men mm. at the moment and just how they perceive themselves and how they want to be perceived. And, this type you know, of toxic masculinity. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's a real thing. And mm. like I saw a thing, uh, a clip yesterday just on TikTok of that idiot Joe Rogan, mm. who really bears a lot of responsibility for a, a lot of this how type things of are at the culture, moment. yeah. He's just the biggest meathead. Somebody, yeah, somebody said he's like Oprah from Meatheads. Right. You know, and I think, yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah. But he was on talking about toxic masculinity. He was actually talking about toxic femininity, but he actually, he accidentally said toxic masculinity. Right. And then he started to go into it. So, uh, toxic masculinity, what, you mean the men who carved the world? Oh, All gosh. these men who made the world what it is, you want to cancel him? And he's just kind of going, no. Uh. Just Gosh. willfully ignored but but you know I, for me that documentary just became one of those points where you could go here's a, a, a little flashpoint along the way of where we are now mm. you know and it's it coincides mm. with the popularity of the internet which is hugely significant as well but mm. he's just and, and on a surface it looks like an American issue I think yeah I was just going to ask and, you do you think it is an issue at men or do you think it's more American men I think that's where it started yeah anyway. it seems to be now I don't know maybe I've just been shielded from this and maybe I'm just lucky enough that yeah. I haven't met that many say Irish men who are like this but it seems to be more of an American problem well than... I think we're lucky enough in that we have we well certainly I have and, and you as well I think to a lesser extent have, have missed that Right, you know, yeah. j- just by virtue of being that little bit older when the internet yeah, came along. Yeah, yeah. But I think the influence of these guys is being felt by, by 17, 18, 19 year olds today. Right. Do you know this Andrew Tate guy? No. You know who that is? No. He is him. flooding TikTok and the internet now. He's a former uh, kickboxer, UFC champion. He's right. constantly going on, him and his brother, about their wealth. The two English guys mm-hmm. who basically have this thing called Hustlers University, which teach how to make money basically a pyramid scheme right where you kick back money to them and then you get people to join and they kick back money to you and it's just but it's all it's all you could trace it all mm. and you do you remember there was a thing um there was a guy who came up i'm blanking on the name of it now he, neil something he came up with this kind of dating guide uh thing. oh i think i know do the you know one you're talking, talking about, about um, um uh, in the 90s as well or early 2000s 
basically this cynical kind of how to get women yeah yeah and i think it was, was kind really of really like i think it was kind of lampooned a little bit by the tom cruise character in yeah that's who i was thinking you know? of when you I said it was that called the game or something yeah like that. yeah yeah it was something like that and, and it was all very like neanderthal yeah. type but also it's kind of like how to trick women into yeah liking. yeah is that what you really want, manipulative you know? yeah, and just yeah but, but so obviously boneheaded to uh, to anyone with half a brain but also it just seemed like these guys target an audience that they want mm. to appeal to people who are desperate for someone with a bit more confidence than them to kind yeah, of be a big because you know. that, that was the whole thing when I was watching the documentary obviously the main guy Hunter Moore is an absolute arsehole he's still an arsehole oh he's still God, on he's, TikTok he's so and Twitter and I was I, I looked at it there yeah. last night he's, he's still as much of an arsehole as he always was but almost the people that are worse and that I'm more disgusted by are all of these idiot followers who think that he's this amazing almost like a god like they're in the documentary they talk about how uh, they call him the father and there's basically this cult and they would these idiots would upload videos of themselves doing these crazy things to themselves to try and appease hunter and all of this like that's it's funny with this documentary i did think it was a really interesting documentary and you know i I like the fact that it was only three episodes i was Mm. worried it was going to be more than that but three is just kind of a nice number it felt like it was beginning to stretch yeah a little bit towards the end Yeah. yeah sometimes these things i can be done in two probably but when i was watching it i was kind of looking forward to it to be over because it Mm. really reminded me of the wolf of wall street that type of thing where it's just like this is really interesting it's really well made it was brilliant to see the victims get justice which obviously we'll talk about in a minute but i just i can't stand watching shows about these type of people because i I hate them so much it really makes me so mad there's so many like you probably saw it as well with our students when that film came out the wolf of wall street so many people admired him. Oh, see, that's what drove me crazy. That's a disgusting human yeah. being who destroyed people and ripped people yeah. off. And just, no, I re- like I've know? I've spoken about this so many times in real life outside of the podcast. Yeah. But I really don't like that film, even though again it's really well made. The acting mm. is great, all of that. But uh, to me, it just completely glorifies they him like, and his they actions. They like him too much. They like him way yeah, too much. Yeah. And then the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio, who again I really like, yeah. went on to do an advertisement for Jordan Belford. Oh like that's it. Yeah. It's just absolutely crazy. I remember I was in the cinema watching it. And again, see, I thought it was going to be like a Wall Street type thing. I was right, really yeah, expecting yeah. it to be that type yeah. of film where it's like, you see this person, they're kind of, they're probably nice enough at the start, then they get really corrupt by Wall Street, they figure out how wrong they are. And then, yeah. I, you know, I thought it was that going to be that trajectory. Yeah. And then I just couldn't believe it when I was yeah. watching it. I was thinking, why is this? This is like, pardon the pun, leaving a very bad taste in my mouth yeah. <laughs> I've seen the film. But, uh, <laughs> but just because it seemed like, yeah, they enjoyed their antics or whatever you want to call it too much and this person ruined so many people oh, yeah. sites. he was an unbelievably sexist horrible man yeah. and all of his friends and followers were the same the women were just treated appallingly in it they were just treated like objects and then at the end of it then like i remember i think a man behind me started clapping like clapping and like oh, whooping God. and all of that it's just like oh it's, it's, you know what i think they're responding to is in a way it's like the confidence of these characters yeah. and the way nobody tells them what to do. Mm. They have, they have fuck you money so they can just do whatever they want and yeah. they don't come back. Uh, but the, that kind of character really appeals to a, a man at a certain age yeah. or a certain level of, 
self-perceived powerlessness yeah. in a way yeah uh, yeah that know, was the, and it's a very white problem as well like oh like, my god it's yeah, like overwhelmingly yeah. i think it's an overwhelmingly white american male problem i'm not yeah. saying there's not other white men out sure. there from other countries but it does seem to be overwhelmingly yeah. american as well and i think but. culturally the difference for us is i guess americans are brought up with this this ideal idea that they could do anything yeah you can all be president yeah and nobody ever says you could be president one day but you probably won't yeah it's very unlikely but you could be <laughs> yeah. they just say you could be president one yeah, day. yeah yeah and you know there's a whole reality left out of that sentence. yeah and maybe it gets to a stage when you're bigged up and then you kind yeah. of see the reality then yeah. there's that's a very crushing blow then and everything maybe seems a little bit hopeless but, but, but yeah but it's this whole kind of nobody tells me what to do and i guess that that's that's a country that's never been in, in, in their lifetime occupied in a way or, mm. or being uh, suppressed in any way to mm-hmm. be self-perceived leaders of the free world for almost our entire history you yeah know? whereas yeah. over here i think we're a bit more you know who does well, we're very insecure as a country we're quick to drag someone down when they get to you yeah know, that's the thing in america people are applauded you know yeah yeah like um i don't know it's it's I, th- I think it just showed up that, like with the Wolf of Wall Street guy, and the same with this guy, because they're cut from the same cloth, they're, they're like monsters from the start. Yeah. They didn't they just are. get they there. Don't, yeah. This guy is a 24-year-old monster he, when he, we meet him. It very much seems you know? like he is a psychopath in that he had absolutely. absolutely no empathy. The other thing it reminded me of Woodstock was the documentary. Yes. I know now they have a yeah, series on Netflix. But the documentary that we watched and reviewed about Woodstock and they talked about it. That was part of the problem. That was mm-hmm. what? Ni- what was that? 99? 99. 99. Yeah. And it was the, and you know, a lot of people interviewed talked about this problem that they have yeah. in the country of this white toxic masculinity where they just think they can do whatever they want and act whatever way they want, treat women whatever way yeah. they want. And it, it just really seemed like, like this was only a couple of years later, I suppose, when yeah. all of this came but about. When, when I, I watched the new uh, Woodstock three-part thing. Oh, and yeah. You watched it too. Did you watch it? Did I didn't watch the okay. series. I've it's only like watching the, watching the same thing is again. It? Yeah. The only difference is you get more of a perspective of the organizers in this one. Mm. But just seeing those guys in the crowd, you go, I wouldn't be surprised if these are the same guys who were, you know, it, they probably weren't exactly the same guys, but it was this type of guy yeah, I wouldn't be surprised this, if a lot of this, them, uh, yeah. Saying, Although I, d- I do get the idea, feeling that maybe these guys on Is Anyone Up are maybe a little bit more like a, what is that organization with men who hate women? Incel. Yeah, yes. where they're actually, if you met them in real life, they'd actually be very lacking in confidence. Very timid. And yeah, 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 whereas the guys in Woodstock, I got the impression they're the kind of they're like meathead jocks. jocks. Yeah. You know, they're the kind of guys who go around telling you they're alpha males. Yeah, you know? yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Whereas I get the impression with this, uh, anyone up, that I'm sure some of them were jocks and meatheads oh, and I'm all sure of that, some, but that yeah. maybe they were yeah. more like the, what is it, incel? Is that that? Yeah. Involuntary celibate. You know, and they kind of think that involuntary. Yeah, yeah they think that women are just withholding sex from them and just saving it for the the chads of the world. Right. That's what they, that's the what they call the successfully sexually competitive guys are chads. Chads, um, right? They had a name for uh, for women as well. Another just Christian name they'd adopted for them. Right, but okay. it's just. Hmm. But you you can really trace this line where you, you you look at these flashpoints or key figures along the way to where we are today, and you. You could start with Hunter Moore, yeah, and twenty years later you've got this Andrew Tate guy or mm. Logan Paul or yeah, Joe yeah. Rogan, yeah. all of these overconfident people who seem to live with a constant movie soundtrack playing in their head. Yeah, you know, 
you know, amplifying their life where they just seem, they're just not human beings mm. anymore. And I just kind of look at them and go, is this your life? Is yeah. this what you want out of your life? Just to, just to be this disgusting, obnoxious individual. Because it doesn't care about other people like, or their feelings or what they Yeah, do. your man, that Hunter Moore guy lost his 20s at least to this website. Yeah, And all yeah. this disgusting behavior. And like, I'm sure for him, there was incredible highs as well. And he had, you know, if you want to look at it though. Yeah, and the feeling know, of control and were. everything else. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure he loved it. No, it seemed like he was having a great time during yeah, but all of this. All, but again look you don't want to if these are their kinks or whatever you, you don't want to judge them for that but it just seemed like so much of it was or almost all of it was in degrading women yeah and i just how well, did they get to that point where they think that's okay and it's just i yeah they I probably don't... would all tell you they love their mothers and you know and, yeah uh, maybe not they love their sisters if anyone did this to my sister i'd be you know yeah i, I wonder i think it's probably a combination of things that happen at home how you're raised basically mm. and also the society that you're brought up in so and the people yeah so that's many. what i don't understand i don't understand it why it's such an almost well what i was at the time anyway widespread mindset yeah you know? yeah that's the thing but the actual but, documentary itself um uh, for me one of the, the the high points was when the, the uh, guy who was a former soldier military it expert got involved oh yeah and decided to go after this that was brilliant him. yeah and he yeah it was, it was tricked him into selling him the company the, the guy from bollyville yes yeah that he, was great was yeah know? that was and also the englishman the charlotte law's husband yes he was amazing because at first you kind of think god this guy's not very warm or empathetic yeah. at all because basically he's charlotte ha- ha- sorry charlotte walls I think her name. laws yeah. <laughs> one of those words um, <laughs> charlotte, <laughs> yeah. charlotte laws's husband yeah um, not the father of her daughter, yeah. but her, her stepfather. And they didn't tell him for a long time. He's a, he's a, obviously a barrister or something like that. Yeah. And they didn't tell him for a long time because the daughter didn't want him to know when they did. He basically said, but sure, it's fine. Just take down the photo or, yeah, or just yeah. forget about it. And they were really upset. To him, it was like a, like a poster on a wall. Yeah. Somewhere. He could just take that one yeah, image exactly. down. And... I don't think he realized the magnitude yeah. of it, but he comes across as almost a bit cold. And, and the woman, Charlotte, says, oh, hey, I knew I couldn't rely on him, so I kept going. But then one day, I think she gets a fax or something like yeah. that. And it says on it to Charlotte, um, or basically we're going to kill you, we're going to find you, we're going to rape mm. you and kill you and your daughter yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. And he and just very calmly he says to the camera, right, well, I saw that. And well, that's, <laughs> that's surely fighting talk. So then I, I immediately got yeah. on the phone to his lawyer and, and said, yeah, if he doesn't stop this now, I'm going to bury him in legal oh, fees. Yeah. And it was just amazing just watching somebody who's so calm and collected. Yeah, yeah. They're so good at what they do and, and they know exactly yeah, how to absolutely. bring this person down. That was amazing. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say that really reminded me of, again, the experience of watching The Wolf of Wall Street where, and this is how I knew I didn't like the film, I was rooting for the FBI agent in The Wolf oh, of Wall Street. Oh, all the way. The whole time, that, which that is... ending where... Uh, he's on the train he's on, or something. He's on, no, he's on the subway. Where the, DiCaprio is playing tennis in this minimum security prison. Yeah. And you get this long zoom out from it. And that's just furious yeah, going, it, I know, and now he gets paid a oh, couple hundred thousand when he's doing talks. Yeah. These idiot yeah. usually men go along to. Oh Sorry, God, it's men, a, but it it's is men. like you know, I don't know. I think I've got a good. Maybe I don't have a good bullshit detector, but I think I one thing I figured out is that anyone who claims to have it figured out mm. is full of shit. Yeah. So when someone like a Jordan Peterson rolls around, and you kind of mm. go, okay, maybe at in in a tiny percentage of some of the things he says he has a point somewhere yeah but it's all dressed up in this 
horrible personality, mm-hmm. this assumption that he's got it worked out. Yeah. And it just even, you know, it, it, even there's times when he said things where I kind of go, okay, that's, that's I think, is, is right what he's saying there. It could mm-hmm. be an example off the top of my head. But... Um, this is Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Mm. And, like... Yeah, some of the less controversial things. Okay, yeah, I can see where you're there, going you know? with that. But then he'll always come out with something. Oh, he'll, he'll, he'll uh, yeah, always take two steps like back this. after that one step yeah. forward, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 also, and that's not to say that the people who go against him are any better. Yeah. But I just think anyone who kind of talks in absolutes and thinks they know, you know. Yeah, as if they know the answers to everything. Yeah. I just kind of go. I'm going to reserve judgment on this Yeah, guy. but it re- it, the whole way through this as well, like the Wolf of Wall Street, I was really rooting for the people who were against him. I just oh really God, wanted... Yeah, yeah. So there was the guy from Bullyville, which is great because he was bullied as a child and his father was abusive and oh, alcoholic God, yeah, and everything yeah. else. Um, so you really knew what it was like to be bullied. So he was very anti that. But then also the... It was the FBI or CIA? FBI probably. FBI, yeah. And they, you know, they, those two characters, it was yeah, just brilliant when they came in. And Charlotte Laws as well. Like she's some pair of balls on her that was what she was able to do was unreal but it's just that kind of um that tenacity yeah to keep going you know you know whatever about her her abilities to kind of meet celebrities and get photos that Mm. just pales into Mm. you know her what she was able to do protective nature of her daughter and And then protecting all these other women as well and then not allowing the fbi to well when the fbi said now you're gonna have to step off this yeah she kind of said, well, I can't because there's all these other women yeah. who are sort of relying on me now. So. And, and it just shows you, you know, that the way of dealing with a bully is just to, well, I guess in her case, she became the immovable object. Yeah. And, you know, I've never seen a, a really, really smart bully. No. All they, all they really rely on is people, um, you know, not standing up to them or not taking things further or mm. just, you know, opting for the path of least resistance or quiet life and just almost just getting out of their way yeah yeah and you know and it just shows you if somebody stands and keeps going just because ultimately the bully is wrong and will be proven wrong and you know once it becomes legal someone like that hasn't a leg to stand on but yeah yeah it's just that's and they're the thing. so stupid yeah they're so dumb mm. and arrogant and that's what i love about it you know when somebody that dumb that arrogant that toxic and just that disgusting yeah gets their come up come, oh it's, it's brilliant now really, the only thing you know, is though like in a way he kind of didn't get his come no, up he, he, he only he went to prison mild, for a you know? year yeah. and then he got released in may 2017 which seems very yeah. recent yeah. um and one year later he went on to publish himself to self-publish a tell-all book title is anyone up the story of revenge porn yeah so and it was the same production company who made the tindle swindler and don't fuck with cats which it seemed it yeah. reminded me of don't fuck with cats a lot actually the way it was uh just the tindle swindler just reminds me i don't think i finished thing. that i started it but didn't finish it was it. okay my it father was, kept telling me to watch it yeah. for some reason <laughs> but uh, it, uh it, i don't i think i started watching it's it like right. i think it was more yeah that he said just the things that this guy got away yeah. with but i i it does it, that's the only thing watching this now it's great. It looks very good. Again, production values are yeah. great. Everything's filmed really nicely. There's a very specific look to these Netflix yes, documentary really series is. now yeah. that I think I've kind of reached my peak what on now. What was the other one about the, um, 
the Facebook messages back and forth the, the girl who encouraged the guy to kill himself what was oh that? that was the HBO and that was the I Love that, You and I Die yeah, that had a similar it was yeah. a bit more cinematic it was yeah but it, they, they're they all starting to look now, yeah. the same yeah. yeah so but no overall I liked it I thought the story was really interesting yeah. he's a horrible person all of his followers are horrible so yeah. the, the only thing was I was looking forward to it ending because I just didn't want to be watching something yeah, about a person like, like that there's like to it all yeah. and you just feel like I, I find that it, with, with that kind of stuff, I, I get very kind of anxious around it. Yeah. I, kinda, I don't like that it exists. Yeah, I know what you mean. people yeah. like this. And I just... Mm. Even watching something about it. Yeah, and you don't want to be in their world, even yeah. if it's just from a real distance. Yeah, you know? that's exactly how I felt yeah. watching it as well. But it's, it, but it's like the, the remnants of that, it's so easy to to get, to come up against that world of that... that you know, that internet kind of, uh, you just have to go and make a comment on Twitter, no mm. matter how benign it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it'll just be, somebody somewhere will be offended. You, you could say the most innocent of things, you know, and mm -hmm. it would just be, uh, but it, there's a very much a kind of like, if you say, I, I really like apples, some people go, what about oranges? You really mm -hmm. got to get us oranges, mm -hmm. you know, and it just, yeah, it's got to that but stage. But it's that so. aggressive kind of thing and it's, you know, it is largely men or it's just, don't know yeah it's not always men but it's usually men. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah that's what i would say well that's why i don't ever go on twitter or, no but it's just this, really uh, look at it. it's but also you know i see it in in things like um pop culture fandom and mm, stuff like that like yeah. the, the most recent um disney thing was the star wars series uh obi-wan kenobi with right Ian mcgregor okay and i watched that and i liked it well enough there's some great moments in it and not a big Star Wars fan. I was. I loved it when I was a kid, but yeah, growing up, you know. Yeah. But it just it just made me think. There were so many people disappointed with it, or you know, complaining about various things and that. And it just felt like going. You know, the original Star Wars was for children. Yeah. You know. And yeah. You've You're grown not their up, target audience. And you know, the thing hasn't gone the way you wanted it to go. Move on. Mm, I just mm -hmm. think anyone who's who's like love the thing that you love, but if it goes a different way than you expected. That's too bad for you. Yeah, but people tough shit. Yeah, Move people on. don't like that. But the anger they feel is mm. just, and it's that entitlement. It's that kind of, you know, uh, I'm right. Yeah. And they kind of they have this expectation of the way a thing should have gone, mm -hmm. and really they don't. They have a couple of key images in their head or something, but they don't know how to write a TV show yeah, well, or make a TV the thing. show. Yeah. And the reality of what what's involved in doing it. Yeah, and that's, uh, it's very easy to criticize yeah. something. It's like, right, well, you try and make him write a TV why show you, then. Yeah. Why don't you make 30 seconds of something yeah. and see how hard it is? Yeah, you know, that's and then you'll the have thing. Yeah. yeah, there was like a lot of our students were very upset about how Game of Thrones ended. Okay, right, yeah. Saying, but I remember talking to him, I said, okay, I've never read the books. I know there's still two to go that haven't mm. even been finished yet, mm -hmm. and they had to finish the series. Mm. They got guidance from the writer who did, he said, this is kind of how it's going to end. His books would be a bit more fleshed out. the guy who wrote Game of Thrones is still alive. Yeah. Oh, I'm mixing up Almost. the Lord of the Rings. He's quite old and a lot right. of people And is he going to finish the two, he's do you been, think? He's taken 10 years to write them. Wow. And he's, and he's getting involved in all these What's projects. his name? But I hate to say his name because it's George R. R. Martin. Oh, right, yeah. he calls yeah. himself George R. R. Martin because of J. R. R. Tolkien. Oh, and they just God, right. Okay. But um, anyway, a lot of people <laughs> shouting at him on the internet to hurry up and finish these books before <laughs> he dies. You know? And you know, but um, so I remember saying like, okay, so they they had to finish this. Mm. The books were supposed to be done by the time the series was done. They're not. They got the outline. 
all the car- actors' uh, contracts are up. Yeah. They all want to yeah. move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everything is coming to an end. It has to end. Yeah, and yeah. this is the best they can do best in the circumstances they have. Circumstances. You just have to accept it. Mm. That this is all they could do. No, they, they didn't won't. willfully get it wrong. This yeah. is the best they could do. Yeah, I don't really the... understand why people get so annoyed by things like that. Maybe it's uh, if people don't have a massive amount of other things in their lives. That yeah, but they I think... get really annoyed about. Yeah, even it's them. It's not think... really about the Game of Thrones. It's like, I, what I, are you really mad I'd about? I'd extend that to football. If mm. your football team loses. So what? Get over it. It's just football. It's just movies. I like movies as much as the next man. If I if a film turns out to be not that good, I'm okay with it. Mm, I don't yeah. lose a second of sleep if, if a Star Wars <laughs> yeah. film is not great, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then people just say, well, you're just not into, as into it as I am. Yeah. I just don't know. It's just, I, know. It just, I only say it because it just seems to tie in with this awful attitude that seems to be around. And again, I think the, the other thing to remember is these are very noisy, a very noisy small amount of people. Yeah, that's Most the thing. Most people aren't like this. Yeah, no, but definitely not. But there's enough not. of them to there's be a problem. There's enough of them to make a problem. Yeah. yeah, and it's when I watch things like this and even the other things, I even like Don't Fuck With Cats and there was something else mm-hmm. um, we were watching as well that was related to this type of online internet abuse basically it makes me even though i coordinate a social media course and i should be online all the time mm. i'm not much at all well, and i'm really glad that i'm not thing, because yeah. it's there just seems to be so much obviously i do think and especially since doing the social yeah, media yeah. course i've seen the the benefits that it can bring yeah. and the positive outcomes but there just seems to still be a lot of anger and yeah. negativity and this weird toxic crap that i don't understand where yeah it comes there was from. A, i watched a tiktok the other day of this guy who a scottish guy who stopped in the street and asked what he thought of nicola sturgeon and some things she was some I mean, scottish independence or something like that right and he started by saying well i don't think women should be in power for a start <laughs> right. but just that he thought <laughs> oh that God. was okay to say mm-hmm. like this guy was about early 50s maybe and he just thought that there was no problem in this day and age, saying, I don't think women should be in power. Yeah. And he's just going, whatever about it being a mad thing to say or to think, that he thought it was okay yeah, to, to say. Now, did this person interviewing, did they have a, a camera or a microphone uh, or both, anything? Yeah, and they were, well, no, the he guy knew was, it was going to be released oh, yeah, somewhere. He, he knew, yeah. Uh, but you know the interviewer is just gonna go. This is gold, and just yeah, stopping, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I know there's things like that that are said sometimes that are just so ridiculous. You oh, almost it's just, just laugh at you know? it. Uh, anyway, so but, for uh, the most hated man on the internet, recommend. Uh, I would recommend it, yeah. yeah. But I, I, you might get that feeling of oh, I want the, it was fire. The that is that high. was the other thing when I watched fire as well. I remember, even though it's completely different, it's about a completely different topic. I was looking forward to that ending because yeah, yeah. it was those like really vapid superficial people and I was completely it was a different story to this but again those type of people that I just I wouldn't like them to meet the, meet but them the organizers like. of fire and this guy Hunter Moore they're interchangeable yeah, almost yeah. So it's just the arrogance that's the thing them. so anytime yeah. I watch anything with those type of people I'm always looking forward to, forward to it ending yeah, yeah I just absolutely. don't want to be again don't want to be in yeah. their world no. for any longer than yeah, I have exactly. to and especially if they're but it always happens with these guys rich kind of guys doing white collar crime yeah don't tend to end up in no no not at all not Um, at all which is terrible but i would recommend would you recommend yeah i would i would it's it's you know it's one of these documentaries made after the fact rather than a documentary that's 
unfold like something like Catherine mm. Friedman's where they stumble upon the story yeah, and then they tell it and yeah. build it as it goes yeah. whereas this is this thing happened let's gather a lot mm. of footage together and some new interviews mm. and construct it that way yeah. it, it does have that feel to it and but Hunter Moore isn't in it apparently he was asked no, he to be in it and he declined he came out on Twitter and said apparently it's 60% bullshit which the director said no it's not because we based it all on your interviews yeah. several yeah, yeah. interviews that you did yeah. so. even if 40% of it yeah, is, is it can't real, be like that's it's, enough for him to yeah. go to jail I would say yeah um, which bits are bullshit mm. you know <laughs> you know what I didn't understand you know he had a, the, the interview to his girlfriend yes so but I'm the whole way thinking I'm thinking what she was his girlfriend but mm. he was going out every single night oh, and yeah. having sex with these women yeah. so it was just like to have someone there Beside yes. him and looked good. Yeah, okay. basically. Just wanted to clarify that. There was that. a lot of like people around him who what? were just kind of going, you're complaining about him now, but you obviously must have known at the time what kind, yeah. of, what kind of person you're I know, I didn't, I didn't understand that. But anyway, yeah, very All glad right. to be out of that world. Okay, <laughs> but, yeah, so we're recommending that. And mm-hmm. it is on Netflix. Netflix. All right, and sorry, I'm munching up a storm over here. I'm <laughs> well, you are eating a uh, soft one. <laughs> I do. Crisp. I picked the soft one, not the not the crisp. Would you like any of these I'm okay treats? So. Okay, so the, <laughs> the, the yeah, the second thing we watched then was the rehearsal. Yeah, which um, one of us is going to do an intro on now. The Rehearsal is an American docu-comedy television series created, written, directed by and starring Nathan Fielder. It premiered on HBO on July 15, 2022. In The Rehearsal, Nathan Fielder gives people a chance to rehearse for their own lives and uncomfortable situations in a world where nothing ever works out as expected. The show gives Fielder carte blanche to take his absurdist comedy to the limit, which he does and pushes even further than his previous Comedy Central show, Nathan For You, which ran from 2013 to 2018. The rehearsal relies on the same dynamics that made Nathan For You work. Both shows foreground Fielder as an apparently vulnerable and slightly strange man who also happens to be uniquely skilled at manipulating the people around him. With some critics hailing the show as a masterpiece of comedy and others questioning whether it's simply an exploitative reality show with a quote, monster creator in Fielder, it's garnered more than its fair share of opinions and theories on just what exactly it is. With both Will and I being fans of Nathan For You, will Fielder's most recent bizarre project make any more sense to us than it has to the critics? I think it's a safe bet to say that the answer is going to be no there, but we'll give it a shot. Well done, if that was you yeah. <laughs> or me. Uh, yeah, I you suggested this. I yeah. suggested this. Yeah. I saw so I had seen Nathan Fielder's other show called Nathan for You. I'd had you ever watched that? that? Yeah, yeah. I'd seen a couple of episodes and I, I actually quite liked it. So that was a kind of um, a documentary show where he would find people who had failing businesses, businesses trouble, yeah, yeah and he would come up with bizarre kind plans kind of like kitchen nightmares except yeah. he would come up with really bizarre plans for how they one, could bring, I could bring it back to life had a, there was a bar or no, a, mm. and one of his schemes was to allow underage underage drinkers to pre-order drinks yeah. and collect them as soon as they turned 18 it was that kind of yeah, thing yeah it was quite and, funny actually and I, did you when you watched that did you ever find any of it manipulative I, or I thought I was going you know, to and sympathetic was, to the mm, people I felt that they were being used a bit or I didn't really know there was definitely episodes where I thought I was you know it would something would happen I would think oh I don't know about this is this yeah. this man looks or this person These looks really nice, so nice. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like now they're going to manipulate him but every, every time now I only watched a couple of episodes but anytime I thought that mm. something would happen in the episode yeah, yeah. that would make me think the opposite then that right. I think oh no I think he is actually looking after so these people the reason why I say it is because 
kind of leads into the, the rehearsal is if there are episodes where you're looking at them and kind of go, oh, are they going to be mean to this guy? Mm. And then it turns out they're not. Are they doing that on purpose? Or is it just the setup that makes it look like they might be mean? Mm. Or are they manipulating it to make it look that way? Okay, so the so that's because they is... know that the audience would be thinking that. Yeah, I'm not sure. And like the rehearsal, I... there's so many of those questions. Yeah. And I think that's the whole point. Yeah. Is that I guess there has to questions. be an element of that in editing. Mm. Because you are building a story. And documentaries, if you're gonna, if you went pure with documentary, mm. there's not a story there that we recognize. Yeah. Uh, stories are, you know, have structure. Real life doesn't have structure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so stories are, you know, the three act structure, and you've got key events mm-hmm. and uh, inciting incidents, and yeah. you know, all of that stuff. But I guess you have to try and build in an element of that because we mm. expect it as we're watching. Yeah, it. you need some subconsciously. Kind of, we're, yeah. we're built, we've been programmed to expect stories in certain ways. And then, but this is telling us it's real. Yeah. So we have to, they have to find a balance between a real story, at its heart, a real story that is constructed. Yeah, that's the thing. Or guided. Yeah. And and the big question was with Nathan for you and the rehearsal, especially with the rehearsal is, there's kind of all these theories out there of what it is. Like, is it a documentary? Is it reality? Mm. Is it constructed? Is Mm. it something else? Is it almost like a, a... a farce or whatever mm. else and, I, and you definitely ask these questions in the rehearsal and I think that might be that might be part of the whole right. thing and, and part of it might be re- like in the rehearsal anyway you'd wonder whether the participants are actually real or not like they yeah. seem like they are yeah. but basically they, it's almost hard to explain the premise yeah. of the rehearsal well, you give it a go and then I'll, I'll okay and I'll... well it seems like to me it's he finds people who well I so I watched one two and three yeah so that's in, all there is of a four just the four made, just came yeah. out so I think the fourth one might be slightly different to this but in yeah. the first three he comes across people who either have something to tell or somebody that they want to confront they want to or they want to experience so yeah. the three examples are and the he people, finds them on Craigslist Craigslist which is like the personal ads yeah personal ads yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah. so for the first episode it's a man who is on a trivia team and he's very good at trivia and he's been lying uh, to his teammates and saying that he has a master's degree where he doesn't he just has i think an ordinary degree or you know like every you know like most people (laughs) uh, he um so he decides that he wants to admit this so what nathan does is he sets up this really elaborate um he has this very elaborate setup where he'll construct the scenario ahead of time yeah. so that the man can interact with the uh, constructed sets of the place where he's going to tell people and have actors playing his friends so that he can rehearse this yeah. confrontation before it actually but happens. They, like they, so basically what they did is they, they built the pub that he's that he going to be doing, doing the quiz, the quiz night, in. night in. Yeah. And then the they got lounge. actors in to play, to play him, his him and to play his, his friend well he played himself there was not have someone playing him that was only at the beginning oh, so at the, the beginning it's, it starts off kind of confusing it comes in and I think the whole point of this is to confuse you right. I think that's part of it as well starts off Nathan coming in the, the man Nathan Fielder he's one of these very awkward socially yeah, awkward men and this is his whole comedy yeah. shtick I suppose is that he's awkward I, I'm assuming he's kind of like that in real and life I don't mean as this well. in, the, in the worst way but he has a Woody Allen-ish quality he does yeah 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 and it was the same in Nathan for you as well so he meets 
meets this man and he has this conversation with him and then he reveals to the man, the trivia man, that he's actually rehearsed all of this as well right. with a man who, an actor who has studied this man. Studied His name him. is Cor. Yeah. Studied Cor. And so Nathan has rehearsed this conversation. And he built a version of, of his, his house. apartment. Yeah, so people came in from his production crew. They pretended they were investigating a gas leak or something, but actually they came in and got a digital map yeah. of his whole house and, and built a whole set. So when I saw that, I thought, well, that can't, that can't be real, can yeah. it? Like, but but apparently it is. But it just seems it just seems like crazy. this weird, unnecessary affectation to the story. I think that's part of it, though. Yeah. I think I think it's, it is part I think of it it's all it just on. supposed to be really bizarre yeah. and really surreal, and it's it's almost like a documentary within a documentary. Yeah. It's funny because actually when I was watching, I was like, finally, I have an example of a reflexive documentary because <laughs> I, I teach documentary in in the college and. Uh, you know, you go through the five modes, the five different genres right, of documentary, okay. and one of them is reflexive, and it's really hard to find examples. What was the example you were using before? Uh, Exit to the gift shop, because it's kind oh, of the, like the Banksy. Not yeah, the Banksy, Banksy one. Yeah, the Banksy's one. Banksy's assistant one is that him? Yeah, it's it's Banksy. It's about Banksy, and uh, is that the one where his assistant? It's the, the French man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he, and you don't know of, whether it's real or not, and and people say is that, he working on the film? And then I've actually forgotten now exactly what it's about, but basically I it was people. One of the, directors or something at the end he decides I'm going to have a go at this art business I think it's like the Frenchman uh, is trying to find Banksy he's trying to do a documentary about them but then the documentary makers of this start it's making a documentary yeah, about exactly, him. Yeah, it's yeah. one of these, it's like a documentary within a do you documentary. Do as the Frenchman in the class? Yeah, I do, because <laughs> I notes forgot. There. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, I, I have my notes. Yeah. But, Remember uh, the Frenchman? We're yeah. talking about him today. It's this idea, or like the one before that, the only other example is Man with a Movie Camera, which was made in the 20s. Oh, okay. And it's basically that you're very aware that this is something that's constructed okay. and that it's yeah. a documentary and you're watching something that's constructed and it's kind of designed to confuse you and you don't yeah. know whether it's real and you don't know whether it's reality. It's supposed to make you question reality basically what about that um uh, is it andy and me the jim carrey I, one about where he's making the film man oh, on the moon and right. he stays in character yeah see i, I did see that yeah I'm something like, like that as well yeah so when i was watching it this very much seemed like that but i have to say because you would see you watched it before me and you kind of said oh this is a bit weird and then i said oh i haven't mm. watched it it's a too weird to review and i said no let's go with it but then mm. when i start and when i started watching it as well i thought oh i don't know if i'm gonna like this then very quick i like kind of halfway through the first episode i actually ended up really liking it i loved yeah. it from this from the second episode i thought it was very good yeah second and third well, episode i really enjoyed the, um See, I read the episode descriptions. Uh, I wasn't sure about the first one. I did like it, but I, I just had that fear all the way through it that they were going to, about the guy himself, the core Cause character. Because he was a, seemed a really nice guy. Yeah, but he seemed a touch fragile. Yeah. And I was kind of going, yeah. is, this, yeah. is this all going to be at his expense? Yeah, that's the and thing. And I just, when it, something is happening like that to somebody else, and I just, it's the, the anxiety yeah. builds for me a little bit. Yeah. Where I, kind of go, I can't watch this poor mm-hmm. man be hurt like this. But in the end, it worked out quite well for him. Mm-hmm. So I read the episode descriptions, and episode three seemed to episode two seemed to be about somebody who wants to do experience what it would be like to have a child. But that's a, that character is so funny. But but she the seems third, like a real person, but yeah, she's so funny. But the third episode had a, a, a description about a, a dispute over money. And yeah, that's a funny one because but that's the, running parallel parallel to, to this other story because two yeah because on. Nathan has to spoiler alert, but Nathan yeah. ends up having to have to jump into that second scenario because right. the man that she brought home to be her co-parent he leaves yeah. <laughs> in, so the, in the second episode this woman 
wants to experience what it's like to have a child. So they yeah. have an experiment where over six weeks, yeah, she's gonna I think have it's a couple to look of months after. actually. I read well, they said six weeks at the time, but it actually ended but, up being a couple of months or something. Yeah, so she was gonna have for each week as, as their original plan, she was gonna have. A different uh, child. A different child. Yeah. Aged three years every So it started week. as a baby and it would and end, end up as a teenager, 18. isn't it? Yeah. 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 So. And they put, they put her in this big fancy house. Yeah, so that's not absolutely. her house. And she wanted to be self-sufficient. So she wanted to be able to grow vegetables and all this yeah, sort of but stuff. She was the most annoying person I've seen in a long time. <laughs> like I started episode three thinking it was a standalone. They were all standalone. Right. Okay. So it started off with Nathan dressed as Batman. Oh, you must have been really confused then. Yeah. And I had to stop mm, and go, hold right. on, is this... Because the first episode was standalone, I just thought it was, you know, yeah. And then, um, but then it was so he's dressed as Batman, Kate is dressed as Robin. You have a costume for her, so funny. and she says, I don't uh, celebrate, celebrate Halloween, Halloween because it's satanic and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. I just kind of thought, You're not a real person, I, I think she, she no, is. I think she is, but there's a lot of people she like is that. Just you know, she says Google is run by the devil. <laughs> Because he, he comes back, it's very funny, that whole Halloween thing. Yeah. He comes back at one stage. Because obviously he's pretending not to know anything about yeah. this. He's like, God, I didn't know. And then he comes back later on and says, I Googled Halloween. It's actually a Celtic tradition. And she was like, yeah, well, Google would say that. Well, she, she said, did you uh, keyword search Google for satanic origins of Halloween? Yeah. And, but anyway, she, so she doesn't have a partner. She wants to have uh, children. Uh, she's 44. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, right. God, she only looks like she's in her 30s. I think she said she was 44. Because she, the kind of thing, she's a, she's a ridiculous character, but I actually kind of, I really enjoyed watching her as a character because she's very passive aggressive. She's got this oh, very calm, but she actually kind of sounds like Kim Kardashian. She's got one of those voices. Yeah. Almost like little baby. Little cartoon but, voice. Yeah, yeah. But then she'll come out with these things. She's yeah. very passive aggressive. Extremely religious. Extremely yeah. religious. But um, having had a past where she says, Drinking, drinking, drinking cans and drinking smoking weed. Drinking 40s on the corner and smoking weed. Oh, wow. What's 40s? 40s are big, like two litre bottles of beer. beer is it? Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, a few cans. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> a bag of cans. But yeah. she, uh, so anyway, she meets this guy on a date. Like Nathan encourages her to go on. Uh, There's many kind of online yeah. dates as she so can. So she meets this guy who looked about. 15 years younger than her yeah yeah and uh so he was this african-american guy kind of cool looking guy who seemed very spiritual and religious mm. as well but then you notice <laughs> he's got it. too much of an interest in numbers <laughs> he loves numbers he, and angel numbers he, he but it's, he's Jesus obsessed with he's and it was like 88 22 it wasn't just it wasn't just oh like God. say the 111 or 222 that you yeah. hear people talk about it was yeah. Any numbers that were the same, yeah. but that, yeah, that character was so funny because again, he kind of seems like a nice guy at the yeah. start. And you think he's had a car crash or he, he totaled his car yeah. just the year before that, yeah. it was Absolutely. so then he kind of he had this whole spiritual experience yeah. or whatever. But then, very quickly, you see, he's actually not that no. spiritual at all, and he's a bit of an asshole. Yeah, he and he's uh, he's still you know, he had a bong that he took a yeah. bit of before they, she, yeah. she moved, he moves into her house to become a trial. Co-parent. Co-parent, but he doesn't actually make it in the end. Oh, he, he, does. he, he goes stays one, one night, night and then, then he leaves in the middle of the night because yeah. the baby cries, yeah. and then they have this baby. I see. I think the whole thing is actually really funny. Like it's such an elaborate setup. Yeah. Like they're in this house that these these cameras all over the yeah. house. Then they have a man that was very funny. They have people watching these cameras all night, but then they need somebody on night patrol yeah. because what they do is they swap out the real child for a fake baby a in the middle yeah. of the night, and then they have this person watching it, and they're also watching a real baby, yeah. and every time it cries. They 
they'll make they this robot baby cry. Now, I do think that guy was an actor. The guy I who, really thought Yeah, so he's well. an actor because he's too kind of funny. Like it, one of the first things to get him to say is talking about that the government has a Bigfoot liaison. Yeah. It goes and talks to the Bigfoots. Yeah, and then he <laughs> falls. He falls because he said, I got this guy because he said he was a night elf. But then they can't do a shot in, of him falling asleep. That all seemed too... That's too good so, to be Yeah, true. so I think he was an actor. But I think everyone else probably yeah. is real. But what's crazy is that... So they got these real children of parents you know yeah. who handed and over the children for a generous participation yes, fee apparently and also child labor laws mean that they can't work more than four yeah. hours <laughs> so i don't know how real it is there's a moment where she has like the baby carrier and she's putting it down on the ground as she's loading stuff into mm. the car and a production crew member runs up grabs that baby and swaps it with another yeah one like i know and kind of going yeah That's not real, i know, you know so there's a couple of things like that and there's but... another part where nathan who's opted into becoming a pseudo father in yeah. this sort of thing because the dating thing wasn't working out quick yeah. enough I guess for the production <laughs> yeah. but there's a moment in it where he's showing he seems to be showing the now three or four year old kid uh, family album yeah. where he's photoshopped all the pictures in oh right fake memories is this in the third episode yes I, I haven't so. got to that bit right. yet I don't think and I looked at that and said that is bullshit right. there is no way they would let him show those photos to that child yeah. that would be traumatic that could be well, traumatic yeah, for the child or true. distressing yeah, there yeah. is no way they would let it because this show no matter what it's trying to do is still subject to all of the laws and mm. rules of every I was, other show I was wondering yeah. that it is that's definitely what... it is because they just leave themselves so liable Open. to prosecution but the other thing I couldn't understand is obviously all of these people need to give consent their consent yeah. to be in this show so it's it's mad that because so in the second episode then uh, no sorry it's the third episode where the man has to have the conversation about his grandfather's will. Yes. And yeah. again, like at first again, you'd think he's a really nice guy. And then he comes out with very anti-Semitic yes. <laughs> remarks. Yeah, yeah. He's like, hmm. But, he but as, when aside he's from that, on, he's not too yeah, he's like, oh yeah, well, that's, that's what my brother what say, would say. But, which is quite funny because yeah. I, think, I think maybe Nathan Fielder is Jewish, yes, is he? Yeah. yeah. So the, when, he, when he hears this, he kind of just looks at him and goes, sorry, he just said something. And he's like, but I don't want to like take away from the realism of it. But um uh so when that's going on in the second episode uh then the parent thing is also going on mm. at the same time but then i think doesn't he the, so the alligator lounge then from the first episode which is the trivia the one bar, he yeah. ends up bringing that yeah. to where he is at the time as well yeah. so there's just all of these very elaborate setups but what i can't understand is they got all of those people to sign consent forms. Obviously, they would have had to yeah. in order to show this. So it's like, what did they tell them exactly they were going to be showing? See, I don't think you can tell them one thing and then do another. Uh, and I think, I think you have to get consent forms after. I don't think you can get a consent form up front. Can you? Can oh, is in like after they filmed it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be like you'd film it and then just before you're finished, then you do. Like yeah. some of them will try and get you to sign things before before yeah, you, you if you're finished mistake. it. But uh, no, it's normally afterwards. After you finish filming, they'll get consent, consent forms. But I just couldn't believe it. It's like, wow, well, all of these people have agreed to be on this show because yeah. there's such a danger of them looking, yeah. you know, just not looking great. But I did, I was reading an article and a woman who was on Nathan for you, I think she owned a cleaning, a house cleaning service. Right. She said she never would have agreed to be on that show if she thought it was a comedy. She genuinely right, okay. thought it was this guy who was trying to help. So right. I don't know how detailed they actually have to be. They do, they don't have to tell you what the intention of the program is. If you look at any release form, it's mm. just to say that this is a, a production and we can use. It actually says we can use your image whatever way you want, whatever way we want in perpetuity. Yeah. So when you look at a release form, actually they're quite vague about. But it. can you you can misrepresent what a person. 
No, the you're not supposed or to misrepresent them. But you, they could say that that's you know they could argue that they're not re- misrepresenting them. So it's, no, it's, it's, it's you know it's dangerous would, enough. I suppose. Yeah. I just I was surprised at how much how these people actually gave their consent. Yeah. No, I, the only reason I say this because like given that the guy said some anti-Semitic things at that moment he could have gone well I don't want that going out so yeah. I'm not going to sign release see, I don't think so, yeah, but, yeah. He did. but what, what turned out with that guy is um, did you see the end of that episode? yeah I did he Yeah. Did. so he just he basically just gets like, some money and you'd never hear from him yeah, again yeah. and you kind of go okay well that's an ending in and of itself you mm. know, it doesn't really matter yeah that's but the thing I was kind of I read an article about it like you might have read the same one where I said, "What is this show?" Yeah, and they have like these they three, like three or four, or six maybe, or yeah. of different things. Is it, is it him having a kind of a breakdown because of mm. his recent divorce? Yeah. Did you see the film Synecdoche, New York? No. With, uh, there's, there's parallels with him building that set inside a. Is he in it? No, no, he's not in it. But it's, right. it, there's parallels in that, you know, where he builds that set inside a hangar. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Stuff where the manipulation of reality and. Yeah. I think. Without getting to, I don't know, there's a there's a way to go very way deeper in this than it needs to be. I mm-hmm. think. But I do think there is something going on in it that I haven't quite seen before on television. Yeah, and, which is what I liked about yeah. it, and the fact that you never knew what was going to happen next. Yeah. I kind of I do like that about it. And I think you know, uh, the the degree of manipulation that goes on in television, or the trust we put in it, or whatever. Is it's pretty amazing in a way. I remember even the other day I saw something on Twitter about somebody talking about Ricky Gervais and his Golden Globes, where he starts he slags everybody off and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He, you know, they're going on about how he tells it like it is. Every one of those jokes was put before a team of lawyers. Right. He didn't just go up there and start making jokes. Do you think? Yeah. Absolutely. There is mm. no way he would have been allowed to do that. Yeah. And, and, and Amy Schumer says she runs pa- her jokes past the they people that to. she's taking the piss they off. They have to because there's standards and practices for television broadcast. You could get slapped in the face. And, you know, whatever. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whatever about Ricky Gervais's jokes, they're not going to allow themselves to be fined for it yeah and, yeah and also even if they do say okay we'll just take the financial hit they'll be under more scrutiny going forward for other things mm, you yeah, know and true. It, but there's just no way and also ricky gervais is not stupid in that sense that he's gonna go in there burning bridges yeah yeah it's not as and everyone oh did you see their faces they were so offended mm-hmm. they were all in on the joke mm. it's not what they think it is yeah it's just a load of rich people laughing at themselves and yeah. pretending they're shocked. <laughs> yeah. and, but people look at it and go, oh, Ricky Gervais, he just really let them all have it. He just go, no. That really what happened, it's yeah. what happened at all. But are there some people who genuinely don't know, like say with the Chris Rock and Will Smith thing, like obviously mm. Chris Rock didn't run that past Jaden Pinkett Smith before. Oh, no, I think that was just... just an off-the-cuff thing. Right, you know? and okay, I think in, yeah. in a live situation like that, I think there's bound to be things that happen like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I think, but you know, like he wasn't swearing, he wasn't uh, saying anything libelous, he wasn't saying anything that a lawyer would kind of go, yeah, well, we can't do that. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas, I think Ricky Gervais was making allusions to, like he talked about, like at one point in a previous one, he mentioned Mel Gibson's arrest for oh, right, yeah. anti-Semitic behaviour, and he kind of go, well that's all true, that he was convicted for all of that. Yeah. Everything he says is factual, so while it might be hurtful, it's not untrue. He's, it's okay so to it say it, So it all gets yeah. run by somebody. Yeah. But people look at it and just think, 
Then it's all completely. Then it's all completely. Yeah, weird. and I suppose that in this as well, because that's the thing. Because I was wondering, does he know the parents of the children? Is it a thing that maybe Nathan Fielder knows the parents? Or like, how? Right. Where did they find these parents from? Now he does. It's funny. He has a conversation. He rings up after he's decided in the second episode. I think it is, or the third. I'm confusing now. Uh, the third, actually, I think it is. He decides to co-parent, so he rings up all of the children's parents and lets them know that. Yeah, and says, yeah. Just so you know, he said, look, if you're not comfortable with this, it's absolutely no problem yeah, to pull yeah. out. We've got a whole load of other families waiting that will be happy to take the generous participation. But is he reading from a, <laughs> a script? He's got like a flow kind of, chart. Almost. Yeah, it's like a chart yeah. of if they say this, you say yeah, that. You know? Yeah, 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 which is funny. quite funny. I don't know. I just think, yeah, yeah, I haven't really seen anything else like it on no. TV. He actually directed a couple of episodes of Baron Sasha Baron Cohen's show who's America which makes sense because okay, that kind yeah, of has the yeah, same thing yeah. where every time I watch that show or anything with Sasha Baron Cohen I always think how did he get these people to sign release for yeah, I just absolutely. never understand how they get them to do and that I wonder sometimes if if do you need a release form from somebody in a public place if you're not paying them or if they're it depends how if you can it depends if they're featured it depends if they can, can be recognized that's the whole right. thing okay. so if they can be recognized yeah you can but on with the release form it is gen, it's just the production company name the producer the dates that it's on and then you have all this stuff and it's kind of just standard stuff and it's saying uh, we the producers say that blah 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 it doesn't say anything about what the show is about right, okay yeah, yeah. So I'd say a lot of them is just like they and say. I guess, I guess they have to be as vague as that, really. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Yeah, oh, because I otherwise, like, I don't know for this how they got people to sign it, but uh, I know I definitely like I'm looking for. Them, I yeah, I suppose. Uh, I think maybe I did finish the third episode, but I had the fourth episode to go. And I'm really looking forward to watching the fourth yeah, episode now. It so now, it's it was... it's kind of one of these things that's so confusing, yeah. but also kind of funny, and then sometimes kind of cringy. And yeah, the the only one where I was I did like what you're saying. I did feel a bit mm, anxious was the first one because that man core did seem nice, but it yes. did seem like he might have had some sort of vulnerability or something. Especially when he started having the conversation with the real woman yeah, yeah. and started opening up to her. Yeah, now they didn't that just opened the floodgates. For yeah, him, and he started talking about his father, how his father, for hours yeah. About his father had given away his college fee and that's yeah. why he couldn't go like really oh, heartbreaking he told her stuff. that he had lied about having uh, a, 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 a master's degree. An advanced degree yeah she was kind of oh okay. yeah she actually reacted she so really nice well yeah. she was kind of oh it's okay you know yeah but even her i was yeah. thinking how is she gonna feel now watching that show no one because at the start now he didn't say anything particularly bad about her but he did say something like oh she's just somebody you don't want to cross or something and, uh, like yeah, that depending on what kind of mood you get yeah her so imagine like her watching that yeah. afterwards and then mm-hmm. how like i would imagine that would change that's changed his and her friendship well, yeah. and i i kind of wonder i can't remember now how much she was in on what was going on she must have known obviously it was a set that he was yeah you know, well i'd say she probably didn't know until afterwards because those shows well, she knew she was going into a set rather than the oh no that itself. was the real one yeah yeah but when that's what i'm saying how much did she know about you know I wonder what she'd been told before she got to the bar or such. But uh, I don't think she knew anything until afterwards because that was the real bar and they were just cameras. Oh, sorry, in. that was the real bar. Of yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That yeah. was just whereas they, yes. they had a fake woman playing so her. Confusing. Yeah, it is. It's really <laughs> mind boggling. Yeah, it's. it's like, I, I just think it's. I think it's pretty brilliant. Yeah, I think it rides a, the line of being an uncomfortable watch at times. Yeah, but I think he's pretty genuine. He does seem moments, to so, be. Do you remember there was a moment in the in the second one where they were giving the woman Angela the baby for the first time? There was yeah. this handover series. Yeah. And so the the woman the actress hired to be the mother of this baby that she's giving up in this fake adoption agency office. 
and I don't think they just hand over a baby yeah. in, the, in the reception no, yeah. but the woman gives her the baby because she'll be you, much happier with you and then he steps in he goes could you say a little bit more about why you're yeah, <laughs> yeah. you just see the actors going yeah <laughs> and then, she's, and then she, didn't he she, try to give her a bottle of wine or something to yeah, celebrate yeah this just normally happens he goes no no <laughs> <laughs> but the, the actor kind of goes um very busy at school yeah. <laughs> so you're giving your baby away <laughs> it's brilliant it's so, so good no it is actually it's it's a really good it's but in those, not like anything i've yeah. seen before anyway in those moments where he steps in and goes could you say it i think he very much knows that that moment is going to be on camera mm. oh definitely yeah saying, pause or second could you say oh no i think that's all part of it and go yeah well i think his whole thing is a performance i think his real personality is probably very similar to what we see i think it's it's it's, it reminds me of louis thoreau like i know louis thoreau is very very similar to what we see i don't think he's exactly like that and i think he has his shtick and his shtick is to play the bumbling yeah yeah. he gets people to tell them everything but actually he's extremely intelligent and everything else but his his personality is very similar to what we see but it's not exactly like what we see a slightly amplified version of yeah but um I think it's pretty brilliant. It's amazing uh, that HBO gave him that budget oh yeah, it's, to it's do something that's impressive. so unconventional. That is great. But I wonder, when it gets to the end, does it amount to something? Is it, mm. is it leading to something? Or is it know, just yeah. a bunch of episodes that are strung together a little bit here and there with some overlapping storylines? Yeah. Or is it building to something? I don't. It feels like the, it's building to something. Do you know like how many episodes there's supposed to I be? Don't, I would imagine six. But, yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Maybe six. I'd say there probably will be something that will link all of them together at the end, but I don't know because the critics have only read up to, or they've only seen up to four right. as well. But uh, episode four seems quite different. Yeah, it's it's about together. method acting or yeah, something the, like that. The so the I think fielder method. Yeah, yeah. so he's uh, coming up with his own method. So yeah. I don't know if there's actually a person who needs to confront a situation. Okay. I think it is slightly different. But all right. well, I no, think I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, wholeheartedly recommending. Yeah, it. but it is confusing. But it's yeah, a, it's, it's confusing one of the most in a good interesting way. things I've seen in a long time. Yeah, really definitely. Yeah. So that is on. HBO, HBO Max, which I guess the equivalent over here is Sky Atlantic. Yeah, so yeah, you can I get it on Sky Atlantic. Yeah. Okay. So finally, just a very quick whip through of other things you're other watching things. and enjoying. Well, I watched season four of Stranger Things and I loved it, which yeah. I was very surprised about because I really didn't like season three. Loved okay. season one, absolutely loved it. Season three, I can't even almost remember it. Didn't like season three at all and actually stopped watching it mm. over a year ago. And then when I was in America, I started watching it from the beginning again. And right. season four was great. It's oh, really? almost okay. like like each episode is almost like a... Like a um, short horror film almost right. or even no it's not even a short one the episodes are very long the last yeah. two episodes are very long they're almost like two hours each so mm. they're like feature films basically okay. so it's a bit dragged out towards the end but just the effects uh, in it are amazing though, it? no there's going to be another season I thought it was as well yeah. but no it's not over okay. there's going to be season five but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it it was, okay. it was very good, good what are you I know, watching I'm going to watch it uh, I've only watched the first two episodes I, I've watched uh, a series called Blackbird on, on all right uh, that is on Apple TV mm-hmm. and it was six episodes Taron Edgerton you know that actor that name is familiar he's in but... the Kingsman he was Elton John in the Rocketman film oh right yeah yeah so he plays a, a gun uh, runner who's been put in jail and he's offered a deal with the FBI based on a true story apparently he's offered right. a deal whereas if he can get some information out of this alleged child killer who's in the next cell mm-hmm. that they'll get him out they'll uh, squash the sentence so he has to befriend this guy and find out what he did right there's a kind of parallel story running with um 
blanking on the guy's name. He used to be a TV show chat show host. He was in As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson. Blanking on it. Anyway, he's uh, an FBI agent who dealt with the case years before. Right. And he's trying to currently investigate it again. Very good. Okay, Ended Blackbird. Very well. Last three episodes were great. First three were slow burners. Right. The last three were great. And what's that on? That's on Apple TV. Okay, right. And I watched that after I finished the one you recommended, which was uh, at The Morning Show. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing I watched. Love season one. Now, moving on to season yeah. two, I've heard it's not as good as not season as good. one. So I have to finish that off because there's actually a lot of things out. Of, well, yeah. no, it's not that there's a lot of things out. There's just a lot of things I'm hearing about yeah. now yeah. for the first time. I really enjoyed season one. Yeah, season one was great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just totally went and it, it was a different show than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a very light show. And mm. it is kind of. But it's. Uh, I didn't realize it was the whole Me Too movement was such a problem. So, party, yeah, you know? yeah, me either. I didn't even know what it was about. And yeah. I like watching things about newsrooms anyway. Like, I oh, really I like I the newsrooms. Yeah, uh, movie. I think it's great. They're always moving around so yeah. fast. It's always like, 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, that's good. I like that buzzing about as I sit on that's my couch and eat. That's why you that so often, yeah. Mark. 10 seconds yeah but uh, that's the other thing i'm watching at the moment is how to change your mind which i talked about on this before because i listened to the book of it the audiobook of it and now there's a series about it on netflix and it's really good i was afraid because i actually wasn't going to watch it because i thought because i love the book it's all about psychedelics and how Mm -hmm. psychedelics can be used to treat depression and anxiety and everything else um and i love the book michael pollan is the name of the man who wrote the book but the series i thought the series was just going to be like almost like a rehash of that but it's not it's not because in the book he tries all of these things and see and talks about his experience where as in this he talks to other people who've tried it so people who had who were who had alcoholism or depression or whatever else and it's so it's it's different to the book in that way so it's great it's really good i'm on the third episode i watched uh that movie Prey the other night. All right. Which is the Predator movie. All right. And okay. it's set in uh, the 1700s in America. and basically Is it a sequel to Predator? It's a prequel. Or a prequel. So, yeah, okay. it is. But it's really good. It's, right. um It's just such a simple story. It's set amongst Native Americans having to deal with this alien invader. Right. And it's, as daft as that sounds like it is, it's just a really enjoyable, well-made action film that's thoughtful and it just takes its time it's not as silly as the premise is mm-hmm. in a way right it's just handled so well the guy who's set in the 17 or set in the 1700s it's set in 1719 or something like that okay right and uh it's um the guy who directed 10 cloverfield lane oh yeah yeah i've seen that that's good so i like that yeah, i really enjoy mm. that very hitchcocky yeah almost, yeah you know but uh yeah it's really worth a look that's on disney plus okay great yeah, so that's, i think that's it yeah, there's actually a good few things out at the yeah, moment. Lots yeah, lots of nice stuff. That's great. Don't uh, know what we're doing next time. Yeah. As God per. Knows, I know that, that would be, but <laughs> yeah. hopefully we'll be, when we're back at work. Yeah, we'll probably be when we're back at work. work. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. That's great. Sorry about all the munching there, but. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you did well with your, your muffin. I tried to keep it, keep it to the <laughs> end of the software. All right, then. Okay, until, until then. Until then. Bye. <laughs>